Jen, dear mom, joined as always by dear dad. Hi. How's it going, dear dad? It's going fine. I have a cold. Yes, you sound good though. <laughs> oh, I take it all back. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no. I've got this like nice radio voice when I have a cold. It's all deep and I can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks. It's definitely not a terrible cold, but it sucks. Nonetheless. It's not what you'd expect in freaking paradise. No, I blame you. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> <coughs> Damn it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I haven't made us a cocktail of the week. I don't know. Have we done the influenza cocktail as the cocktail of the week? I don't think so. It's such a good cocktail. I don't so know. Someone's starting a list. <laughs> no, that's the German words of the week. Oh, yeah. Let me just pause here. Bless you. Uh, there is now a German word of the week page on the Golden Ratio fandom wiki. And it's got all the German words of the week. Uh, thank you. I think it's She Studies Space is the at handle of the person who started it and it is just going to be the best resource both for those of you who want the german words and for us to remember which words dear dad my memories suck yeah well if anybody is similarly bored or motivated you could make a cocktail of the week page there as well uh but i don't think we've done the influenza have we the influenza cocktail i sort of made up that there's versions of this around and so it's bourbon lemon juice honey so essentially, you've got like a classic kind of sour or daiquiri but with bourbon in it. You could put, make it with rum, I guess. Um, and then you put in a little bit of fresh ginger and a little bit of cayenne pepper. Oh. Just a teeny tiny bit. You do not want to put too much cayenne pepper. You won't be able to drink it. A little pinch of cayenne pepper and uh, yeah, a little bit of ginger, uh, like fresh ginger, like grated ginger. If you get it in a jar, that's fine, but not ginger powder. Hmm. And, uh, or I guess you could do ginger liqueur if you want, but like real ginger is like spicy and good. Yeah. And then, so you've got lemon, you've got honey. So it's nice for your throat. The kind of pepper is going to like spiciness, like clear out your sinuses and your stuffy nose. The ginger is good for you. And then there's bourbon going to make you feel better. Now I kind of want one of those. <laughs> we don't think we have everything, do we? Oh, let me pause the podcast and find out. What do you think of that cocktail, Jared? It's real good. I don't even have a cold and it's good. It's delish. Okay. Just whip one of those up. Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you calling it? Influenza cocktail. Well, it's, I don't want the influenza. I get an influenza shot. <laughs> it's uh, one shot of, I used rye. You could use bourbon. You like rye. Yep. One shot of lemon juice. I used a lemon off of our tree outside. The last lemon. Yep. Um, half a tablespoon of honey, or if you make honey syrup, that's like basically one ounce of honey syrup. And... Sugar to taste. Yeah, I, I didn't have honey syrup. So, yeah, so it would be a tablespoon of honey or two tablespoons of honey syrup, which is like one part honey, one part water. I didn't have any of that, so I just put the honey in there. The problem is when you put honey on ice cubes that you're going to shake up, it gets real thick and it doesn't dissolve all that well where the honey syrup does dissolve better. So I put some simple syrup in there because the honey hadn't mixed in well enough. The sound effects were, ah, i got to put more sugar it's in there. It's very tart. It's very tart. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was dramatic. It woke you up. Yep. And then I have like a little squeezy thing of like pure ginger. I put a little squeeze of that in there, maybe a teaspoon of that and one shake of cayenne pepper. It's real tasty. Squeezy, shaky. Man, do I have skills. <laughs> Such good cocktail skills. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Oh, it's delish. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, so that is now the cocktail of the week in the state of dear mom's health. <laughs> yeah. All right, getting better. <laughs> Apologies for all the coughing. It's just all fake. It's fake, fake. It's not. I will. Man, after having whooping cough, I would never fake cough again. I never want to cough again in my life. Uh, Okay, let's let's get into the boysness. All right, we have a couple things to talk about. First, we've basically survived winter this week. Yeah, winter was was this week. Uh, And then we have swivel updates. I think it did. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's go. Let's do winter because I see you getting into winter. Yeah, yeah, no. It actually got like into the 40s. It was actually as cold as it is some other places around the U.S. Now, let's be clear about this. It was like 48, and that was the coldest point in the middle of one night. 40s. No, for sure. Uh, and a bunch of you One were of emailing <laughs> because the National Weather Service in Miami had put out an alert uh, to watch for falling iguanas, which is 100% a thing that happens here. When it gets into the 40s, the big giant iguanas, like the three-foot-long iguanas, uh, they're cold-blooded. And so they live in the trees at night. And if it gets too cold, they kind of go dormant and just fall out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> and they seem dead. Yes. That's, that's the warning always. <coughs> Excuse me. There was a great story that somebody <laughs> sent me, which I don't think was from this winter, uh, but a couple of winters ago, I think 2017, of a guy at Key Biscayne, which is not in the Keys, but it's like uh, Off it's Miami. part of Miami. Yeah, you can, like, it was like a five minute drive from where I lived in Miami. Uh, but it is a little island. You drive across a bridge to get to it. And he was from, I think, Argentina, somewhere right? in South, somewhere America, in South yeah. America, where they would eat iguana, and so he's out there, and it had been real cold, and there's all these iguanas he's like, laying. I'm on the harvesting ground. iguana. He's like, oh yeah, I can have a barbecue with these iguanas. So he picks up all these dead igu- thinking they're dead iguanas, tosses them into his car where it's nice and toasty warm, and he starts to drive away. And iguanas, I mean, you've seen these like these are like the Giant. dinos that we like put on the snaps. Yeah, the sometimes. frills and the just spikes, s- dramatic. I mean, colors. they're two feet long without the tail yeah. right like the big body they, they're they huge. look like half a vank oh yeah i mean they're yeah. the length of vank if you count the tail yeah they're giant so he's got all these going in his car and then they wake up because it's nice and warm in there. So he's driving away and all of a sudden there's all these iguanas <laughs> and they, I mean, they get, get real. Claws oh and yeah. And they're real climbing and fast. And so he crashed his car. He was fine. Uh, but the iguanas kind of one. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. They did not get barbecued. <laughs> they're like, thanks for warming us up. Now let us out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there were indeed, uh, for some reason, you know, social media kind of picked up on this warning from, uh, National Florida, Weather Service Florida. Miami and uh, Capital Weather Gang, which is like a really wonderful meteorological group at the Washington Post uh, in D.C., who's like our hometown weather people I still follow. And they had been like, so were there falling iguanas? <laughs> uh, and there totally were people were posting pictures of them. We didn't have any that I saw down here. No, I don't think there are big trees here. I mean, who knows where they go? Yeah, they kind of will go up in the palm trees, but it, you know, it's... We're 100 miles south of Miami, right? So it's uh, warmer here than it was there. It didn't get quite yeah, as cold. Yeah, maybe they didn't lose their grip. Yeah, I think like that one really cold morning, I mean, when we got up, it was in the low 50s. It was 40 in Miami. Like yeah. the National Weather Service in Las Vegas was like, hey, guys, it's 44 here and it's warmer than Miami. <laughs> uh, so we, you know, we're we're quite a bit warmer, even though it's, it 
seems like, oh, the Florida Keys, like they're really close to Miami. We're not. Like we're closer to Havana than Miami. And uh, and it's quite a ways. So we were warmer. Uh, I don't think the iguanas were doing much here that morning, but uh, we didn't have any fall of our trees. I wonder if the iguanas have to like share trees with the chickens. Don't you remember when I chased that? Yeah, yeah. The iguana went up a tree. <laughs> with a chicken. They both were up in there. Oh, they're both terrified of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, chicken. Hey, big man. Hey, both of you guys, come here. Let me pet you. Let me pet you. And they're like, Meh. I don't want to have to drop my tail. No. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, so yeah, winter was like two days. And then it was better. Uh, though today it was a little chilly. It got real windy here. That was the the, the more dramatic part than the, the temperature was like, it got real windy. It was like 30, 35 mile an hour winds. It was yeah. very windy. It yeah. almost, well, Bank's not going to blow away. She's <laughs> she's stout. firmly grounded. <laughs> but Jasmine was having some troubles. Yeah, they were uh, facing into the wind. She and, like, got the, out of the, like, the wind shadow thing. of the house and would like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, she's kind of like that even when there's not wind. I though. know she's yeah. a little <laughs> vertiginous these days. Yeah, Kezo didn't notice because she's very stout. Also, that is true. So that was winter this week. We had two <laughs> days of winter. We made it through. Uh, uh, though I did have to wear long pants today. Yeah, we, we were, went out to dinner and ate it outside, and it was. They gave me blankets. A they lot gave of the me restaurants, <laughs> the Key West restaurants, because they they have so much seating outside. Because most of the time you are eating outside. Uh, when it gets cold like this cold for us uh they've just got like baskets of blankets that they keep in the back and they give them out to people so uh yeah we were eating outside today and they're like do you want a blanket and we're both like a, yes i had a momentary struggle where i was like is it is it weak should i be strong <laughs> and then i was like well, it's been gonna be nice and warm and they were really nice yeah it was warm my blankets. best decision i made tonight <laughs> yep so uh anyway it's gonna be 76 tomorrow so we'll be it'll be fine back to normal uh okay so that's the winter update we made it through thank Falling you all iguanas. for the well wishes we were not hit by iguanas we're cool uh the dog update is that we were walking the dogs uh middle of last week i guess and we walk them one at a time right i get a whole bunch of fitbit steps you like the steps and uh okay so i need to go out. oh okay we're back <laughs> yep good job uh good job big cheese you're very nice so yeah, we walk uh, one dog at a time so I can get my Fitbit steps and Jared comes for some of those walks. And we As many work. as I humanly can take because you are inhuman. I just, I get so many steps. Inhuman. It's like a four hour process. <laughs> it can take it's a not long that, time. It's not that long. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jasmine and Queso don't go for walks. Jasmine can go for walks, but not at night because she just stumbles all over the place. And It's also pitch black. There aren't streetlights here. No, it is 100% dark. You can look at the Milky Way. I mean, someone's like watching TV and that's too bright. It's too bright. Yeah. No, it's very dark. And yeah. So she can't see where she's going. Uh, so anyway, I think we had walked hops and we came back in. <clears throat> Swizz was uh, laying on the rug licking her paw. And I noticed that it's bloody. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, did she, you know, chew on her step toenail on or step yeah. on something or whatever? And then I look and both of her paws are bloody. So that's weird. And so I look and I don't see any cuts. And then I'm looking at her face and she's bleeding out of her left nostril. She's got a nosebleed. She has a nosebleed. 
And we're like, oh, weird. I mean, she's not like gushing blood, but it's dripping steadily. And then she sneezed on me. And so then it looked like a murder scene. I just had blood <laughs> splatter patterns. Yeah. Splatter analysis. All over the front of me. Uh, pro tip for those of you who didn't catch it the first time. If blood gets on stuff, put hydrogen peroxide on it and it will get rid of the blood stain. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot of blood on the carpet and we put the hydrogen peroxide. It's fine. Uh, my brand new shirt that I was wearing that day. Hydrogen peroxide, washed it, cold Sur- water. Survived. Yep, everything's fine. Um, but that was concerning. I've never had a dog have a nosebleed before out of all the weird health problems. So I called our vet down here, which is awesome. They have like a 24-hour yeah, they're good. emergency thing. They're really great. And I'm like, so is this the thing I should freak out about? And they're like, well, you know, see how it goes in an hour, you know, kind of compressor is, is can, there a stick up there or something like that they were like maybe yeah. sometimes they get something lodged or you know they're and snuffling I, around i did try to kind of look in there with my flashlight but you can't you know it's all folded up so she didn't like it either <laughs> no and i did jam a q-tip in there to kind of see if there was <laughs> anything i mean not far but just a little bit she didn't like that either uh <laughs> you can put ice cubes like on the side of their snoop and that you know, constricts the blood vessels so it can help stop the bleeding. For a human, you'd put like a cold cloth in the back of the neck or yeah, something, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and they're like, if it's still, you know, really bleeding in an hour, call us back. And it was bleeding a little bit, but not as much. And so, uh, but she was really agitated too. She was kind of panting and walking around. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I go to the like tub of medicine that is our dog pharmacy. <laughs> I'm like, I've got to have something that can calm her down. Uh, I have still have Xanax from like four years ago that the vet had prescribed when we had an anxious foster dog and we dole those out whenever anybody's freaked out. Um, but Trazodone is a good sedative just to get them to go to sleep. And I'm like, gosh, I think I have some Trazodone. And I went in there and I had one pill. You're supposed to give three. I had one. Uh, and it said swizzle on it, but I've never taken her to the vet. Oh. And I looked at the date and it was from 20, uh, what, 2018? 18, yeah. 2018. And it was for sizzle. Oh. When she was like at the vet after she got rescued from the breeder. So if you were not following us there, this is our foster dog swizzle who was adopted by Matt sizzle. Nelson. Sizzle. I'm sorry. This foster confusing. Dog sizzle adopted by Matt Nelson who runs We Rate Dogs and uh, his mom, Barb, and they have her now. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, she was a breeder dog that got rescued like in a sheriff's raid. It was <laughs> we, really... did, we did talk about it. Her name may or may not have actually been Sizzle. I think the, she was not One of three dogs sizzle. who might have been Sizzle. <laughs> I, I mean, it was like a breeder situation. None of the dogs knew their names. They were just kind of like left outside or yeah. created the, I mean, it was a, the sheriff came in and, and sort of rescued all like of these a hoard, dogs. Like a dog hoarders. Yeah, it was really terrible. Um, she's the one who had all of her teeth pulled, basically. She had the four molars and the four canines vampire. left. <laughs> little vampire. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, it was a really traumatic life for her, uh, but she was still just like happy, sweet, wonderful dog. Huge air dad is upset that we didn't keep. No, it was perfect. That I mean, if, if, we're going to give them to anyone. It was the Nelsons. Yeah. I mean, she's one of those dogs that, that we've talked about before where sometimes we foster dogs and they're really great dogs, but you know, they need a different environment than ours. And she was one where it's like, she got along great with everybody. She fit in great with us, Mm -hmm. but you could tell that she would be happier with not five dogs around that, that she needed a little more kind of one-on-one. 
And so, yeah, to go to Barb and, and it's just like her and Zoe and they totally have bonded and they oh, love each so other. And it's, it's really like we would love to have kept her and she was great, but we gave her a situation that was better for her. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so they had given her, you know, she was not surprisingly super anxious coming out of a situation where she was a breeder dog, you know, into rescue and then having all the surgery and, and all that disruption. Um, so they had sent her home with trazodone, but misspelled her name. So instead of saying sizzle, it said swizzle. And I was like, I knew it's a sign. It's a sign. The circle has closed. Yeah. So I only had one pill. You're supposed to give three, but I'm like, well, let's give her the one and see what happens. And I worked. She like totally settled down and went to sleep. But when Jared dad got up the next morning, like she could tell she had sneezed on the floor. There was like blood spatter on the floor. And you could like smoosh her nose. You know, how when you have a nosebleed, you kind of just smoosh the back of your nose, the back of your hand. To your, I did that to yeah. her and there was like pink. Right. So yeah. she was still dripping, slightly dripping blood in the morning. So I was like, well, you know, I've got time. I may as well take her up to the vet. Um, so I brought her up that afternoon and they're like, you know, if you've got a dog, especially a golden retriever and it's this age and they're bleeding out of only one nostril, the thing to worry about is nose cancer. This is like Googling medical information. A whole cancer I didn't know existed. Uh, Nose cancer. Thanks. Thank you. Medical medicine. Yeah. So, uh, they did some x-rays on her. Didn't see anything super concerning there. Um, but also didn't see anything sticking in there that, that would have been. An explanation for it. Yeah. A queso once had, I was going to take her up to the vet because she couldn't stop sneezing. She was just like violently sneezing just like over and over. Like she wasn't breathing right because she would just sneeze and then sneeze and then sneeze. And I called the vet. I'm like, she won't stop sneezing. And they're like, all right, come on up. And then I was like, all right, queso, we're going to do it. And then I see this little thing in her nose. And I pull on it, and it's like a six-inch-long blade <laughs> it's of grass. A bush. <laughs> One big fat blade of grass that she clearly had been eating grass and like inhaled, uh. and it like snuffled up into her nose. And it was you can just imagine like the end of that grass like poking the inside tickling. of her nose. Oh, tickling and, and tickling. And every tickling. time she sneezed, it came out a little bit further until <laughs> finally I could grab it, and it was like pulled out of her nose. And then she was like, "Ah, oh. saved a trip to the vet." And I was like, "Hey." I pulled this piece of grass out of her nose and she's fine now. And they're like, oh, good job. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, it could be that Swizzle just, uh, we've got these, you know, there's all kind of weird plants here. We don't have grass like there's grass in the rest of the country. It's all weird. And uh, we have one kind. And it's kind of hostile. (laughs) It is kind of hostile. And it makes these little, uh, like short little spiky seeds. Those are much longer than a regular grass seed, but skinnier. Um, they're not quite like a thorn, but they're more in the thorn direction than the regular grass seeds are. And they stick to stuff. They do. Um, and we've got a bunch of those out there. Even when you keep the grass mode, you get those. Um, cause the guy, the lawn guy was here like a week ago. Yeah, and you just got a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're like, well, maybe she inhaled one of those. Um, and not that that would show up on the x-ray, but, yeah. um, so anyway, they're like, we can do a scope. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So they're going to do a, you know, this is a whole thing. She has to go under anesthesia. It's going to be whatever, $1,800, jam a scope up in there, but see, but at 14, like when the risk of cancer is so big for anything in a golden retriever, um, not fair. I figure, you know, we, we're in a position where it's like, we can afford it. I would like to know if that's the thing that we're dealing with. And so we're going to do that on Thursday. So the podcast will drop and we will be awaiting results. But it's, she's going to be at the vet all day to have that done. So. But she hasn't had a bloody nose since. So, <laughs> I mean, knock on wood, it's 
whatever it was is resolved and wasn't cancer, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully that's true. But the vet was worried enough that she sent me home with like a syringe of epinephrine uh, because you can inject that, like squirt some of that up into their nose and it, it'll stop the bleeding. She's like, I gave you two doses just in case. You like hand wrote a label. So yeah. uh, she was worried enough that it was going to be something like this. The risks of having a well-informed vet. Yeah. all the uh, We're so lucky to They're have really found good. like a really phenomenal vet, like not just like for the keys where things are varying levels of professional. Um, but I mean, if like my vet retired in Maryland and I had to find a new vet and I found these guys, I would like a hundred percent, they'd be the regular vet up there too. They're really yeah, the whole practice so far. We've had what three or four doctors now or, you yeah. know, they, they all seem super up to date and very interested and, um, kind of, you know, Sherlock Holmesy, which to be a good doctor, I think you have to be. Yeah. And I mean, especially down here where there's no place else to go. Right. It's not like when I go see my vet up in Maryland, he's like, oh, you know, this seems like a neurological issue. Go see the neurologist, uh, which is a 10 minute drive over there. Go see the cardiologist. Go see the nose vet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, dental specialists and ophthalmologists and there's everything. Physical therapist vets who like float dogs. Yeah. We've seen all of them. You don't have that down here. This is the vet's office. And, uh, and so they're, they kind of take on a, a more holistic view, which is not a criticism of the vet in DC. Like we've just got really fancy vet services available to us. And, uh, right. but I, yeah, so they're great. So anyway, that's the main dog update of the week, which is, you know, yeah, she hasn't had a nosebleed. Hopefully it's nothing. And we spend the money and get reassured. Um, but that's going to happen on Thursday. So she remains totally Velcro. Oh my God. Like Jared dad. <laughs> so, uh, Jared dad is working from here now. Yeah. Uh, so mostly working out of the house until he gets an office open down here. And so, uh, we've both been kind of working here and we do pretty good with that, like working in the same space. Yeah. Uh, but when Jared dad takes calls, he paces, yep. which does not bother me at all. Uh, and so I'll be like, you know, sitting in one room working and he, his, he likes to work at the desk in the office, which is fine. But then he takes a call and he's kind of pacing around and Squizzle just follows him around. Like he'll walk pace from his <laughs> office, just kind of mindlessly towards the kitchen and Swizzle follows him to the kitchen and then he'll pace to the bedroom. Swizzle follows him like wherever he goes, yeah. she just follows right behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like hops, like hops clearly loves you more than me. And if she had to pick. She'd probably dispose of me, so she'd have you hold herself. <laughs> she would eat your body. Yeah, I mean, Swiss is not like that. She also loves me very much. Yeah. I, I would say she loves us both the same, but she really follows you around in a way that she doesn't follow <laughs> me around, uh, and it's very cute, and you don't even notice it sometimes. I didn't right? notice it there, and no, I was on a call, all right? Yeah, just walking around, and then he's walking, and she's just like, deet, 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 walking behind him. It is a safety hazard if you take a step back, you know, she's right there. Oh, the worst thing with her, though, is that if she's laying down, and you try to walk over her she lifts her head up real fast we've both kicked her in the head so many times oh it's like, poor girl just just stay there it's okay you're fine we're, we're, we're trying to get around you and you're like <laughs> stepping up in the wrong getting up at the wrong time yeah uh so anything else you want to add to the dog updates before we move on to the next material? no she's still deaf but can see like a hawk yeah no she can see boats several miles away and gets excited oh and there is one more thing how's queso She's awesome. <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. Appetite is not all that great this week or so. No. Uh, she was, have we done the, 
update about her actually i don't know if we have i thought you had done a mini update no not not about that so she she peed herself a couple nights in a row like we'd wake up and she had peed on herself i don't know if we mentioned that this in the last i don't think episode. we did i'm sorry if we're repeating stuff i was too busy heard. eating the stupid gummy bear yeah <laughs> waste of my <laughs> life i want that time back uh so yeah a couple times last week we woke up in the morning and she had peed herself at night. Like she was just kind of wet all over the back half. Um, you know, I want to find like, you know, the house is tiled. It's easy to clean up. She gets a bath. She's not disturbed at the other hand. She shouldn't be peeing herself. So we took her up to the vet and they're like, you know, this is just kind of an age thing. Like basically the muscles that, you know, once they go to sleep and they kind of relax, those muscles relax and they'll pee themselves. And so there's a medicine for that. Um, Proin, I think it's called. Uh, and so we started her on that. Why are you laughing? Clench. It's called clench. It's, it's not. I know. I know. It's called Proin. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> You're trying so hard. <sighs> trying? This is natural genius. Huh? Oh, my God. This is effortless. Would you believe <laughs> I didn't even plan that? I would. Yeah. I would believe that. Yeah, know. So uh, anyway, so we started her on that, and it has helped. She hasn't peed herself since then, so yeah. that's great. Um, but, but one of the side effects is decreased appetite, which is also one of the side effects of kidney failure, which she has. <sighs> and she was kind of eating okay, like not great, but okay. And since we started her on that medicine, uh, it definitely has been worse. Her appetite, it's been hard to get her to eat. Uh, and it sucks because this is what happened with Riley. Totally. Uh, so she's not as bad as he was yet, but, and I'm hoping that like as she gets used to just being on this medicine regularly, like that side effect is going to go away and that she'll, her appetite will come back. Uh, it also could be that her appetite has nothing to do with the proin and she's just got a decreased appetite. Uh, they did rerun, rerun her blood work when we were in and everything is pretty stable compared to the last time. So that's good. That means the kidney failure is not progressing really fast no. like it did with Riley, though he had a, a different kind, right? His was from the Lyme. Yeah, and she's got some pounds to give. It's not like if she skips a few meals that, that there's a problem. No, I mean, she could easily lose uh, eight or nine pounds and be kind of in the the target range that we want her to be. Like, she's a little little over the weight that we want her to be at. Kind of like uh, Swizzle. Yeah, we, I forgot to mention that. Swizzle. All right, so wait, let me finish with queso. So anyway, uh, yes, so she's awesome. She's not eating all that great. Hopefully she'll be fine. But yeah, when we took Swizz to the vet, okay, so when we got her, she weighed 57. She was not too skinny at 57. No, she was fine. It was a good weight to hold at. I think they said the people who had fostered her were like, she maybe actually could be down at 55. And I was like, I'm not going to make this dog lose any weight. So anyway, so she was 57 in November when we got her. And when I took her to the vet this week, she's 65. <laughs> so now she weighs more than... Vink. It's my fault. It's my fault because I (laughs) give her treats. Oh, man. So she's on a skinification program now. Yeah, we've got some diet food for her. We're going to gradually wean her down. Yeah, I've switched her over to the the super diet food like Vink is on, um, which should help. And yeah, we just got to keep your dad from giving her too many snacks. It's not easy. She's very... Snacks are love. She's always right there. (laughs) Maybe I should make like some meringue 
like cookies but without the sugar just like the you know the little like you whip up the egg whites oh, and, yeah, make it sure. real, and then you bake them and then they're like crunchy little treats they don't have like any calories in them just give her straight egg whites just like pour them in her mouth well That's i mean she gross. could eat them like little i don't know just when I get the tops off the eggs and give them the vink, that's how what I do. I, when Jr. Dad <laughs> hard boils eggs and then when he like peels an egg to eat, I, do you eat any of it? I eat like a third of it. And then, uh, then he splits the egg between himself and the five. When dogs. when I crack an egg, everyone shows up and is like, "Oh, we hear an egg." They cracking. show up because you give them egg. Well, they didn't used to show somebody's up. Somebody's training someone, and I'm not sure it's me training the dogs. <laughs> it's true. So anyway, Vink gets a little bit of egg white <laughs> and Swizz can get a little bit of egg white. Fair enough. As a treat. Yeah. <laughs> you, the thing is you give so many treats. Like I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's all of the dog updates. Um, do you want to do Taste of the Keys next? Sure. We were in Key West today driving to dinner and we went past the Bourbon Street Bar and first i saw some just people in a like some woman waiting for a bus wearing a what looked like pajamas like a full body onesie with feet and it looked like a cow and i was like oh well you know she's probably cold because it was you know in the 60s and that is definitely a thing people and would I was do like maybe West. she didn't have anything else and that that was the warmest thing she has was this onesie 100 <laughs> percent possible like in key West. adult version of a baby's onesie with a zipper in the front yep cow colors and feet <laughs> and a, like little ears yeah yeah and then like, right. yeah so we see here and then we go past the bourbon street bar and there's a line of people in animal onesies, onesie pjs waiting to get in and dear dad's like i wonder what's going on in there and i'm like it's a party and you weren't invited <laughs> <laughs> and he's like well i wanted to be invited uh that you do not have any onesies at all well, let alone animal themed onesies well i didn't know that was a requirement i would have bought one <laughs> So we ate dinner and then we were going back home after dinner and there were a bunch of people just walking around in their onesies. And so GR Dad did the investigating and what was it called? The onesie pub crawl. Yeah. Like people in onesies going from bar to bar (laughs) on a Sunday night. There you go. The Sunday onesie pub crawl. Turns out the temperature just fit too because if it were 20 degrees warmer, those guys would be more miserable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're not furries. These are clearly PJs. Yeah. But they do all have little animals on them. So. Yeah, and when we came back from dinner kind of early, people were still a little sheepish about it. I'm sure, you know, with progressing bar crawling, <laughs> they're going to be That's true. much less self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, onesies. this was like not even six o'clock when we saw it's, them getting started. It's embarrassing. Started. Don't tell our <laughs> There are lots of events like this. We found out that also on the first Monday of the month is Drunk Spelling Bee <laughs> at one of the bars yeah. in Key West where uh, every round... You know, whatever, you start with 32 people and it gets cut down by half every round. And then uh, you have to drink a beer in between each round. So whoever's left in like the last few rounds is very drunk. And whoever was telling us the story is like, and of course people are drinking on their own too. It's not like yeah. they only drink that one beer. Oh my God. <laughs> that was yes. pretty good. I couldn't do it. Like I, I'd be happy to do You're the spelling. You're very good at spelling. I'm not actually all that good at spelling oh my god if we could do a relay i would do the drinking you would do the spelling (laughs) we would totally win awesome (laughs) uh yeah if i had to drink five beers i would just be dead on the floor that's why i don't even like beer it's the great leveler (laughs) for spelling yeah that's true yeah so uh so that that's a thing and then uh, the other thing that i'll add in since we're doing like personal conk stories this week is that 
Uh, so we're recording right now on Sunday. On Saturday, yesterday, Jared and I went to the Conquer Public Marine Army mission that was of cool. the day. Uh, where so this we've mentioned the Conquer Public Marine Army before. Um, they were sort of founded after Hurricane Irma to clean up like all the stuff that was in all the places. I know we talked about it on the last podcast. So the cleanup was this week. Um, I tried to go to one of these before and I was late and I just cleaned up by myself because I didn't realize everybody was just over the bridge from where I was. Uh, this time we showed up with our kayaks on No Name Key, which is the formal name of the key. The name of the key is No Name Key. Yeah, is it? That's like some kind of philosophical conundrum, right? Does I it guess. have a name? Yes, it's No Name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I could totally see some hippies like thinking that no. that was oh, like yeah. profound. <laughs> <laughs> no name key is um, mostly uninhabited. There's only a few houses on it. Um, they have that pub. The no name pub is actually on Big Pine Key, though. It's before the bridge to no name key. That's even more of a conundrum. I know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we went to no name key on Saturday morning with our kayaks, and it was a big cleanup. And so kind of everybody shows up and they give you uh, like scissors and they're like, you'll need the scissors gloves and gloves. And then you put your kayak in the water and they give you like cabbage bags from the grocery store. Like they're big kind of mesh bags. Yeah. Really sturdy. They're like the size of like a kitchen trash bag sort of, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it's like a really sturdy, um, you know, like I'm sure polyester plastic mesh. Yeah. And, uh, there, so- and there were people on land too. I mean, if, if we were, this were like the, you know, branches of the military we'd be the air force in the kayaks it's like you know we just maybe like like the navy yeah but it's like we fight sitting down and you know it's it's like kind of i will have no bashing of the air force from you absolutely not i'm just saying it was you know (laughs) it's easier than slogging around on ground picking up everything absolutely nothing easy about what we did fair enough we got in our kayaks and we paddled out and then uh they gave us the scissors because so it's very common down here uh, all over the waters that there's lobster traps. And so there's a lobster trap down on the ground and then there's a trap line, just a rope tied to it. And then it's that's a tied nylon to a rope. Yeah. There's trap line wrapped around every single mangrove out in these places that haven't been cleaned. Many, many trap lines, like big, long, they've collected hundreds of miles of trap line yeah and so it's wrapped around these trees and it's been wrapped around them for like two years it's like some some sick puzzle like one of those little wooden things where you, you, you pull have to... and you don't know where and yeah. like sometimes it's buried in like the muck sometimes it just won't come out from anywhere and so then you got to cut it uh yeah so we were yeah. out there for three hours uh dear dad found a motor from a motorboat an outboard motor like almost intact yeah. it was heavy as so Crap. he like dug that out of the muck. So I was I was trying to put it onto my kayak. So it's like hip deep water, and the thing's well, the pretty. Thing like a hundred. Well, it's lighter in the water, least. but yeah. as soon as I got it out of the water to put it on my kayak, it was really heavy. And then I'd put it on there, and I'd try to get in. It would roll. Off, the kayak would roll, and the thing would fall off. Of course. Off. And I was like, I was just hell bent to make it work. Like I was gonna make it work, and I was. It was like banging into me, and there was grease and. Luckily, a big barge came yeah, up. Yeah, I found the, I found the boat with like the guys yeah, that were leading the thing, the and I'm like, barge. "Could you please come over here?" And they came and they took were it on very amused. They were super excited. Yeah, it like, was the big thing. Is it still running? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked it was the whole thing like handle. Yeah, and I guess the top part was missing. Propeller, yeah. and I mean, it was yeah, it was gross. So uh, that was my moment of victory. That was very good. I mean, I think that was the big find of the day. <laughs> but we probably pulled in ten bags of trash, yeah. and like part of it, it's like you'd kayak up. 
and you'd see land and then there's like a bunch of just like loose seagrasses. Okay, so there's like 30 feet between the water and the land of seagrass and so you try to walk on it and sometimes you can kind of walk on it and then sometimes you sink in up to your hip. And and sometimes you you step through a six inch layer of seagrass through into the water onto the ground. That's actually, or onto the, you know, sea floor. That's yeah. a win. Oh, that's a win. That's only water. That's one phase, right? That's water. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, we were both like. The rest is like quicksand. I mean, yeah. it is, we, you You have to get out shirt. of it like quicksand too, where it's like you sink in, both legs are all the way in, and then you have to lay your torso down flat and lean. pull yourself like snake so style onto so this So you're rolling floor. around into this muddy, nasty, oh, smelly, so uh, rotten, rotting ground. It was bad. Yeah. We, I mean, this is one of like the top 10 times of how dirty I have been in my life. It was, it was bleh. filthy, just filthy. Uh, but no. we cleaned up a whole bunch of stuff. I yeah. rescued a ton of buoys. I brought a whole string of buoys home. You that kept are... like attaching them to your boat. You had a whole tail of buoys. It was <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, by the time we were done, I had, I'm sad because I turned in my first string and the guy's like, don't you want to keep them? And I'm like, no, man, I don't need that stuff. And then I was like, actually, that'd be super cool. I should have kept him. So I kept the second string uh, of like 10. So you'll probably see him in the snaps. Those little thing. styrofoam balls is what they are yep. with holes in them for these nylon ropes. Yeah, so it's just people stuff that has blown away. A lot of it from the hurricane. I found a chair. You did like a plastic lawn chair, so that was fine. Number good. two. Yep. Uh, so it was a good time, and then they, you know, like a local restaurant will uh, bring food for everybody, and there were probably fifty people there. Yeah, and it was inspiring. I mean, I, I think it's awesome that there are these total volunteers <laughs> doing this. You know, that's not their house. That's not their yard. They're cleaning up public space. Yeah, because there's nobody else that, is going to do you it. You know, but you could easily just kind of shrug and go, not my problem. You know, yeah. so it's dirty. Oh, no big deal. But these guys put on these big events and there are probably 50 people. There. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they really took, it was a mountain of trash that they found at the end. They really cleaned up a stretch. It's yeah. amazing. And they've done this for, what, two years now? Two years, yeah. Uh, pulled 86 refrigerators out it of the really mangroves. matters yeah i mean i think it's a thing down here like we everybody who lives down in the keys loves them because they really are like this pristine yeah. beautiful like turquoise waters no trash beautiful place and you don't want to be out there on your boat whether you're kayaking or or boating and then see like plastic bottles and stuff watch it like that's not what it looks like down here uh but the hurricane certainly did that which we talked about last time it just took everyone's house and emptied it out onto the mangroves and so there's no federal agency that's going to clean the state nobody's going to clean that up right it's nobody's space and so uh but everybody is like well, that's not what we want it to look like down here. We want it to be clean and beautiful and pristine. And so yeah. we've been doing the work for two years and it's getting better. Yeah. And um, people donate and businesses donate the, the stuff. And I'm sure the bags are paid for. And, and so it's supported, <laughs> but it's a lot of people putting in a lot of time. But it is, it's, it's all volunteers and like oh. they, they donate, like the porta potty people send yeah. a couple out to the site and the, yeah, Win Dixie like donates the cabbage bags and some food, and like yeah. I think they sent the beer, and yeah, the restaurants bring the yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course and, there was beer. It's the keys. So yeah, like afterwards, course. everyone's drinking beer. Yeah. It was great. Uh, so yeah, it's cool. Uh, so that was our contribution to yeah. Conk Life this week, which was pretty fun. Exhausting. Man, was I tired. And our kayaks are a mess right now. There's like seagrass and all the little holes, and oh, and so just like smears and mud and cake 
dirt. Yeah. It was it was filthy, but it, it was a good time. It's so. totally worth it. Okay, so that's the taste of the keys for this week. Um, Ford Frog on Twitter sent me this tweet: "How to name animals in German," uh, which is a flow chart, which I read to dear dad. And Very it's, good. Starts with "Does it look like a pig?" And if yes, <laughs> then it's a Schwein, which is pig. And if no, it goes, are you sure? <laughs> and if your answer is, well, then it's like, where did you see it? A friend's house? That's an ocean piglet. Meerschweinchen. Guinea pig. In a tree, that's a spike pig. Stachelschwein. Yeah, porcupine. South America, water pig. Capybara. Wasserschwein. Capybara. In the ocean. And then they want to know... If it looks sort of like a pig and you saw it in the ocean, <laughs> is it lumpy? That's a sea pig. Zeeschwein. Zeeschwein. Dugong. I don't know what that is. It's, it's the equivalent of a manatee. Is it, it looks like a manatee in here. South, Southern Hemisphere manatee. Is it sleek? That's a pig whale. Schweinswal. Porpoise. Okay. If, if you say, does it look like a pig? And you say no. And then they say, are you sure? And you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, does it look like another kind of animal? <laughs> and if you go, kind of. <laughs> if it's a bear, but smaller, that's a, a wash bear. Washba. Washbear. Washbear. It's a raccoon. Uh, if it looks like a chicken, but bigger and scarier, that's a threatening chicken. Trutan. 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 It's a turkey. Yeah. If it looks like a toad, but with a shell, that's a shield toad. Schildkröte, yeah. Tortoise. Tortoise. If it looks like a snail, but without a shell, that's a naked snail. <laughs> Nackt Schnecke, yeah. The slug. If it looks like... If it's, we've actually done this one. It says, does it look like a fish? I don't know. It squirted ink at me. <laughs> Tintenfish. Yeah, inkfish. That's a squid. Uh, if it looks like a mouse, but it can fly, that's a flutter mouse. Fleder mouse. That's yeah. a bat. Uh, and then... If you're like, it just looks like something really weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Then it's a beak animal. Schnabeltier. That's a platypus. A platypus. If you said, uh, does it look like uh, a pig? No. Are you sure? Yes. Does it look like another kind of animal? And you're like, no, it doesn't. So then we just know it's an animal. <laughs> then they want to know, what does it do? Does it stink? That's a stink animal. Stinktier. That's a skunk. Does it wear armor? That's a belt animal. A gürteltier. Yeah, that's an armadillo. What does it do? Nothing. That's a lazy animal. Faultier. That's a sloth. And if you say no to any of those things, they ask you again if it looks like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so look at look at all those German words of the week that we got there. Yeah. And if, it's probably looks like a pig, really. I mean, it's either some kind of pig, some kind of animal, or some modified version of some other animal. Lots of pig-like things. Many, many pig -like Germans things. love their pork. Yep. So, uh, so thank you, Ford Frog, for sending that tweet because it was Great. very funny. We had a good time with it. Deconstructing the German language in a way that Germans wouldn't think of. I will try to remember to uh, to retweet that or to share it in a link to the podcast when I post <laughs> it. Many people have pointed out that I have not yet shared the video of you eating Lil Nitro, and that's because it's boring. Yeah, I didn't explode. I didn't die. He's just like, oh, it's hot. I, I will probably have posted it before we post this, but if it's just because I mean, it was boring, that's why I didn't post it. Yeah, it was not as bad as I feared, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't good. 
and I am looking over, stupid. looking over at the counter, and I see that somehow we have acquired another Pocky One Chip of the One Chip Challenge. Alcohol and Amazon is a very bad combination. <laughs> we're not going to do that on the podcast. Uh, not tonight, we're not. No. I mean, we know what happens. I just rewatched that video. It's painful, and it's hot, but... I think it'd be boring for me now. <laughs> well... I'm not. I didn't get that for myself to eat it. Nope. Uh, nope. It just showed up. So, anyway, if Dear Dad decides that he wants to rechallenge himself, I believe what he said was, "Well, now I need it to compare yeah. to Lil Nitro. If he does that, I'll take notes for all." Of I've this. already forgotten what Lil Nitro is like, so right, I'm, gonna well, have to, I'm gonna have to get another one of those now too. It's gonna be very Lil Nitro difficult. and the chip back to back. Bite the head off Lil Nitro. Yeah, the worst thing about Lil Nitro was you had to chew the whole thing. <laughs> like, you couldn't just swallow it down, which is what I would kind of want to do. But I think I cheated because I had painkillers. Like, that drink, the painkiller, is apparently the antidote to the hot. Well, I well, think if I have a painkiller with this, it'll be like nothing. Like eating a friggin' Dorito? scoop. Yeah, like a cool ranch Dorito. <laughs> Oh. In Iceland, by the way, they call them Cool American, which is what that flavor is called, which I thought was pretty nice. Cool American Doritos? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Uh, okay, well, I think that's it for this week. That's it? I mean, you've got anything else you want to add in? No, that's pretty good. Yeah, good. Oh. Um, cool. Well, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, especially if it's a freaking teddy bear that says a little nitro. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.